with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanorama, another Ado written piece there with one of the men of the hour, Heinz. Um, it's going to be an interesting week. We've got the TLT podcast here for round four, some big names in. That's for darn sure. Um, and it's going to make for some interesting moves uh, for teams. We had some price changes last week. Some guys did really, really well. Congratulations, Hopgood, on the greatest um, individual price rise, um, which he didn't even get a great score, did he? But he didn't even need to because he's gone like um, the clappers. Uh, so, yeah, that's great. We've had some price rises. We've had some disappointments. Um, I know for me, I had Sam Walker, and, and, and my trades that I was playing this week sort of hinged on him covering his BE, and he didn't even do that. So that sort of threw a bit of a red herring in there, changed my moves for this week. But we're going to go over all the teams, the ins, the outs. Um, I'm going to go over the trade trends and give you my point of view, my two cents on what I think about those trades. We'll cover my trades. Um, and we'll have a look at the VCs and Cs. Um, we, it is, you know, that's the way it's been sort of this year. I feel like... Um, it's been a bit of a tough old slog. I haven't really seen lots and lots of big hundreds. We definitely haven't seen big hundreds, but we haven't even seen as many players getting hundreds each week. So I've felt like I've had these average rounds and I'm not really copping too much of a, a drop. I am getting a couple of red arrows, but not as many as I could be. Uh, so it is It is a bit of a slow old start. Um, it seems like the ceilings haven't quite hit yet. Uh, and we we just make the moves that we can, trying to strengthen our squads, bring in the right players, get the finances working, get a good squad in there so that when you've got teams on the buy, I mean, the Roosters are a team on the buy. A lot of people had a, a lot of Roosters on there, the same as last week with um, the Panthers. I thought maybe last week there could have been a bit of a a bit more of a jump or drop because um, a lot of people might have been carrying um, a fair few Panthers. Uh, and I think probably probably people are carrying a few um, Roosters as well. Teddies, Sam Walkers, um, Cheese. Uh, you know, there's a few in there. So uh, it'll be an interesting week as well this week. Um, let's kick it off um, with the team lists. Now, in your first game of the round, it's going to be a bit of a decent match, I reckon. Um, the Parramatta Eels against the Penrith Panthers, the poor old Eels. Whilst they've been there in a lot of games, they haven't been able to jag a win as of yet. And they're staring down the barrel here because um, tough old matchup this week against the Penrith Panthers. Uh, look, it is being played at Combank, so um, that should help them a little. Um, the news for the uh, Eels, uh, Madison obviously back <laughs> this week after he took that um, games instead of paying the fine. Um, so he's going to come back in. He's obviously going to um, come in for Dory. Um, and 
Dory is going back to the bench. Now, that's really good news um, if you are owners of Dury because we thought maybe it could have been an ACL or something like that. Um, but he's still in the squad and he is on the bench. Um, he made a price rise in his first week, so I guess you probably just keep an eye on him and his minutes there in the team. Um, so... He, he's going to be off the bench, but I still think that that's fine enough for he'll probably get you know still a couple more price rises. Um, and Jack Murchie is the one that drops out. He got a HIA last week. Um, Brendan Hands will debut on the bench with Moy Masia um, dropping out of the 17 altogether. Um, over to the other side in the Penrith Panthers, Scott Sorensen is back. I think he had a ripping year last year. I think that's a nice... Um, you know, entry back into their team, uh, and Eisenhuth is going to be the one that jumps on uh, out of the team. Um, oh, noted in that game as well that Ashley Klein, after his absolute bloody rubbish game there, refereeing the Raiders versus the uh, Sharks, got a got a a good game this week. Let's reward him for his terrible refereeing with a, a big Thursday night um, blockbuster, eh? Um, Moving on to the Friday match, the Melbourne Storm. They've had a couple of losses, haven't they? Um, which is unlike them, back-to-back losses, and Bellyache is going crazy, isn't he? So, um, look, but it couldn't get any easier, could it, than uh, Amy Park against the West Tigers. Let's have a look at the uh, Melbourne Storm. Munster, he's back. No, that is huge for them. Um, look, they're in all sorts, and I don't know if it's going to fix them all together. I think they've got a lot of problems in their forward pack. Um, but Munster is going to help them no end, I imagine, still. Um, Hughes is named. He, he He's going to the judiciary. He's going to fight his charge, try to get a downgrade, maybe a fine. So keep an eye on that. I know a few people had brought in Hughes, um, and it'll be a bit of a spew if, if he fails and he's out. Um, it'll be um, Pezzet that drops out of the 17. Obviously, if Hughes doesn't, um, beat his charger. I imagine probably Pezzett comes in. He had a ripping debut. So, um, But Munster's a huge in. Um, I imagine that people are probably feeling a little disillusioned with a Dewey-type person and might be looking at going to a, a Munster. You know, um, the Melbourne Storm have got an upcoming buy. You know that Munster's going to go off to Origin. But, I mean, I think if you have him in there, um, you bring him in, you're probably planning not to move him on for the rest of the year, probably. Um, and you'll just have to cop those times that he's out um, but it's real slim pickings in there. I will have my eye on Dillbags, you know, as well, because their drawer opens up. But I, I certainly won't begrudge anyone getting Munster. I think you'll probably be one of a few very good choices you can get in the 5'8 position. Um, moving on to the West Tigers, some big, big changes in here. Um, Dewey, we saw that happen in last week's game. He's gone to fullback. Um, he was in all sorts last week. Um, I just didn't like the look of him. You know, he didn't look interested at all. Um, and I don't know if he's going to take to this move to fullback too well. He looks slow. Um, and I know we'd heard that he had that toe injury, but he has been named a fullback. I'm going to wait. I'm going to get a look at him. Uh, see, I mean, tr- you think in logic that he's probably going to get nice backline sweeping plays and get that bullet pass if he's onto the wingers. Um, and it should be good. So I'm going to have a look at him for this week and see. Um, he is definitely on the watch list, though, for a trade-out if it's if it's more of what I saw last week, um, you know, because it's worrying, eh? And, and he has been known to chuck a tantrum every now and then. Uh, and he, you know, he wanted to play in the halves, didn't he? Um, so Wakeham, he was the one that did come in off the bench there and go into the halves. They looked a hell of a lot better. Um, so he's the one that's come into the halves and, and Dewey's gone into the... Uh, 
into the fullback. Um, so Staines is going to go out to the wing. Um, with Nofaluma, he is out of the 17 altogether, and I think that's fair enough because he looked like he wasn't interested at all, like he didn't want to be there either. Uh, Isaiah Papali is back um, from suspension in the into the forwards, which is a welcome return. He's one of their best players. Um, and... Uh, Dane Laurie's going to return on the bench. Um, Often Gowie, not a fall from grace. He's dropped out of the 17 altogether um, with Seafarth jumping in. should say who I'm tipping. In the first one, I'm going to tip the Penrith Panthers in an ups. Well, not, is it an upset? The Eels, it's not an upset. I, I reckon away. In the away game, I'm going to tip the away team, the Penrith Panthers. Um, and this one, I'm going to tip the Melbourne Storm to break their um, couple of games of losing streak um, with the West Tigers. Um, moving on, it's the... Brisbane Derby, Brisbane Broncos versus the Dolphins, the Nothing Dolphins, the Morton Bay Dolphins is what it should be. Police Kafusi, he's been named. He's going to the judiciary to fight the charge there. I don't think it's absolutely absurd that he won't get off. He was such a split second, I reckon. But he, I don't know if he could pull out at all. It's still not a great look, and I don't know what kind of prize he has, but I thought that the Suwali'i one was way worse. In grading, so I think he might be successful in getting a downgrade in there. I've noticed on the old list there. I don't know who else was in the front row last week, but it's Kenny Bromwich go up there with Jesse Bromwich into the front row, and Lumilu um going into the second row start. He's three hundred k and he's been scoring well. I mean, if you're looking at a downgrade of a lawyer or something like that, I think you could do a hell of a lot worse. He's been pretty good. Um, so Jared Wallace is going to come back in as well um, after being a withdrawal uh, last week. Now, keep an eye on um, old mate Katoa. He had a bit of an injury, I think an elbow injury last week, so it could be Milford that comes in, and I'd keep a close eye on that. Although you're not going to play him, I don't think, ideally, like we had to do last week when we were worried about Dewey. Over to the Brisbane Broncos, there is no changes. Um, and why would you? They've been off to a cracking start. Um a lot of people are bringing in Reese Walsh. I'm sure we're going to see that when we look at the uh, trade trends. And look, he's had two very good scores. So it looks like he's probably got um, a, a big price rise coming. I'll tell you what, I went a week early on him and he was no points at halftime. So just be prepared that he's got a low one in him. And last week it worked out well, but I was shitting myself at halftime. Um, but no changes there at all for the Brisbane Broncos. I'm going to tip the Broncos in this one. I know the Dolphins have got off to an absolute ripping start. But I just think um, the Broncos are going to be absolutely up for this game. So I'm going to tip the Bronx to keep their winning streak going and the Dolphins to finally have a loss. Uh, on to the North Queensland Cowboys versus the Gold Coast Titans. This one's at Country Bank Stadium. Um, Griffin Deem's going to start at prop with Reuben Cotter um, and out. I know a lot of people have been unhappy with Reuben Cotter. Um, and worth thinking about a trade. I think guess with him out, that's probably going to solve it for you, isn't it? Um, I think it must be injury. I don't know. I just got home from work and started recording this, so I can't give you any real answers. But um, some decisions probably need to be made on him, I think, because it's been minutes has been the big concern. And and, and coaches always had that in him. That's what sort of ruined Lolo last year, the minutes all over the place. Um, and... You know, we've seen a bit of that with Ruben this year as well. He did say he wanted to be an 80-minute um, player, but he certainly hasn't been getting anything close to 80 minutes. Um, 
So Neem's going to come in. Um, Tamo's going to come back in onto the bench, and that's all there is for the Cowboys. Over to the Titans, um, unchanged for them, um, which is, you know, okay. They Did they get a win last week? Yes, I think so. Uh, that probably makes sense. We're hoping for, um, you know, a non-hook on on uh, Kieran Ford this week so that we can have him feeding ball to Dave Fafita all bloody weekend, eh? Or all, all, all game. That'd be nice. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, if that actually happens again this week, I don't think it will. They made up excuses, didn't they, as to why he came off to get him a rest. But hopefully Kieran plays the full 80 this week and just gives Dave Fafita lots of ball, eh? Um, I want to tip the Cowboys in this one at home. They're pretty good at home. Um, and the Gold Coast Titans, they're sort of hot and cold, aren't they? Um, they can certainly beat them on their day, and the Cowboys have been less than, um, you know, outstanding, have they? But I think at home they'll probably get the job done. Moving on, it's going to be uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Manly Swearinger Sea Eagles. Um, it's going to be at a core stadium. Hamo Sele was out um, because of the concussion last week and Shaq Mitchell's out with the foot injury. Tavita Totola is also missing with a sore knee. Um, so Saluka Fafita and Host are going to come into the starting side uh, and Taff is going to return on the bench. So some big outs. They just can't catch a break. Um, the poor old Rabbitohs this year, particularly in their forward pack, which is which is probably leaving them look looking pretty skinny, eh? Um, in the with the big in the big man anyway. Um, moving on to the Manly Seagulls, no changes from their um, last start win. Um, which why would you? They're off to a hot start as well. Um, I'm going to tip the. Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going to tip the Rabbitohs. Actually, I know that that's probably every, you know they're off to a hot start, the Manly Seagulls. But I just think that the home granted. I just think Manly are really good at home, and I just take a little bit off them um, away. Although, you know, they've lost a lot, haven't they, the old um, Rabbitohs? I'm still going to say the Rabbitohs. I said it first. I'm going to stick to it. Um, moving on, it's the Warriors versus the Canterbury Bull, uh, Warriors versus the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, for the Warriors, CNK is going to return into the fullback with Tua Pikiki. Tower Picky. I can't say it. Sorry, guys. Um, back to the reserves after his debut. Ford returns into the second row. He's going to replace Barnett, who had that neck injury last week. Um, and Wade Egan is out um, as well, which brings Freddie Lussick into um, the side in the nine. Um, last week, he was the most popular buy, wasn't he? So... Uh, what are you going to do? I, I think he's still got more money to make, hasn't he? So I don't know if you'd move him on. You're probably going to have to just play your backup hooker this week. Um, it was a it was a HIA thing, so I'm sure he's going to be back um, next week. So oh, it's going to be a quandary, isn't it, for people? Especially if your other one was Brandon Smith and they're on the buy. So that'll really stink, won't it? Um, over to the uh, Bulldogs. No changes in the Bulldogs um, lineup. I'm going to tip the dogs in this. I reckon it is an away game, which could... It's at Mount Smart, so I think that that really, um, you know, pumps the Warriors up, and they are much improved, I think, this year, the Warriors. I just think, um, on paper, I like the look of this, the Canterbury Bulldogs, and I think they're starting to find their style of play, and I reckon they'll have this game as a target or one that they should win um, with their personnel, and, and I think they might just get the job done. Uh, on to the Newcastle Knights up against my Raiders at McDonald Jones Stadium. Um, there's going to be some returns in there for the Knights. 
Man is going to return. Dan Safidi, um, Braley, and Johns are all back in. Um, Tyson Frizzell is into the reserves. Um, so we'll see if he comes in. Marju is going to come into the side. He's replacing Dom Young. Uh, and Thompson shifts to prop. Hetherington dropping to the bench. Lucas is going to drop out of the 17 altogether. Um, well, how he's a big signing there for the Roosters next year, Dom Young, but he's on the nose, which often happens, doesn't it, when you get uh, signed somewhere else. He's out, and Marju's going to come in. That'll probably be handy. I think I've got Marju in one of my drafts. I need some some pumping in with one of those tackle-breaking you know, ones. Um yeah, so there you go. Big change. Uh, big changes in for them. Uh, over to the Canberra Raiders, um, big Josh Papali'i returns. Papa, um, Ghoul is going to drop to the bench and Mooney is out of the 17. Uh, Wolford's going to come in and replace Danny Levi uh, in the nine. I, I really didn't rate Danny Levi and I thought it should have been Wolford. It was working last year. So I think that that's a good thing for the Raiders. I want to tip the Raiders. <laughs> Can I? I should tip. I know every time I tip them, they never win. So I'm going to tip them. I'm still going to tip them. I want to break the cycle. Tipping the Raiders to win this. Uh, on to the um, St. George Illawarra Dragons. Up against the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Um, the changes for them, uh, sh- uh, Dragons, is Couchman's going to return um, and Michael Molo drops out to the reserves. Um on to the Sharks, Nico Hines. Nico, Nico, Nico Hines. <laughs> He's back into the halves. So Trindle's going to go back to the bench and Williams is out into the reserves. Do you bring Nico in is the big question on everyone's lips. Do you do it? Well, I'm doing it. Obviously, I wrote the whole bloody song about it. And Nico and his beautiful long hair. I can't resist him. He's. This is one of the matchups that we were sort of targeting at the start of the year as a reason that we, if you weren't going to start with Nico, you wanted to get him for these next couple of games. Look, they're not going to be too easy, I don't reckon, the Dragons, but it's a, it's a nice matchup for the Sharks. They have been um, a little bit unders, haven't they, the Sharks? But I think that Nico... Look, it's going to be. Uh, there's going to be some sort of risk. Uh, he hasn't played in a while, obviously. So you know, is he going to start a little slow? Um, you know, there's a good chance. Well, there's a high, ch- higher chance compared to some other injuries of re-injury when it comes to the calf. But I guarantee, if you don't bring him in, you're going to be one of those people shitting your pants while you're watching um, Nico and the Sharks go around against the um, Dragons. So. Um, I'm personally going to bring him in. We'll cover that when we get to my trades, but I, I, I'm glad that it goes back. Oh, I, I made money aside last week to try to make sure that I could do it, and I will be doing it. So um, I'm going to tip the Sharks in that one um, with the return of Nico. Um, so there we go. Uh, let's move it on to the trade trends. Alrighty, some trade trends. And I'll give you my two cents. Number one traded out player this week is James Tedesco. Uh, look, 11.1% doing it. I think I know the player that everybody's bringing in. He's had two ripping scores to start the year. It probably makes sense. Um, there's a lot of attitudes of people, you never trade a gun. So there are going to be some people that choose to hold Teddy. It's been a couple of 50s in a 60, which, you know, is a bit unders for him, I, I reckon, for sure. But I do have no doubts that he's going to... Um, 
turn it around. I reckon he's going to um, hit some big scores before we know it. Um, look, break even is 115, so if you did have plans for Teddy, maybe people are just going down to Walsh as a playable option this week, get a couple of prices rises out of him. Hopefully Tedesco drops down a couple of um, you know dollars and you can get him back in for the run home. Um, but people are moving him on. And look, they're on the buy. It is a big B. And I reckon as a, as a move for this week, it makes sense to me. Number two on the list is Adam Dewey. And I told you it looked absolutely rubbish last week. He looked like he didn't want to be there in the Tigers team. And I mean, who can blame him, eh? There's a lot of, um, you know, and Nofaluma got the punt last week. Um, he has been dealing with that toe injury we hear as well. Um, so look, I reckon in the 5'8 position, if it's going to be Munster or Dillbags, you know, or maybe some people are downgrading to Schuster. They're going a week early on him and banking 400k. So I, I, I can understand why people are doing it, but I just reckon you get a look at him. A full, anyone playing fullback that you can pick in 5'8, it's why people liked Ponga. Well, no, Ponga was playing in 5'8, and you could pick him in fullback. Um, Players playing in fullback that you can pick in 5'8", like um, Drinkwater last year and stuff, was handy. So uh, I, I'm just going to get a look at him this week. If it looks sh- shit like it did last week and he looks disinterested, um, I might move him on next week. But he has got a 101 break even and he is playing the Melbourne Storm. So, you know, people are making a move in there. Um Number three on the list is Sam Walker. Didn't even make his break even. Uh, he is off to such a good start, which is a real pity. Um, it was a 62.92, and he looked to me like he was going to make, um, you know, a couple of dollars, nice dollars. But he finished with 24 last week and lost 9K. Luckily, because of his nice start, it wasn't too much money. Um, and I imagine that people are flipping him uh, to uh, Nico. Nico. <laughs> Everyone's getting Nico in. Number four on the list is Ruben Cotter. He's out this week. I... Don't know. Is he injured? Um, is that what's what's happened? Oh, you you tell me, guys. I haven't um, I haven't kept up to date. But here it is. Uh, no, it doesn't say. There you go. So he's out. But I reckon you move him on because he's been a bit underwhelming anyway. He's worth just a tick under six hundred k. Get him onto a Hass or whatever Tohu. Do what you like in there. But I'd be moving him on. William Warbrick. He just made sixteen k. Um, look. I can't say I agree with this. He's a bottom price cheapie. Who are you getting him to uh, is my question. Um, because he's not. He's got a 30, a 36, and a 14, yes. But Munster's back in the team. Hopefully the Storm turn their sort of indifferent form around. Uh, we saw that with Carm Pereira. That could easily have been Carm Pereira in there if he'd kept up the low ones. But because he's... He, Got a good score last week. He started to kickstart his money-making, and I expect the same thing for Warbrick. Just be patient with him. 3.2%. Um, yeah, last week was I got him as an AE, and it shit me to tears, yes. But I reckon uh, he's got no value, and who are you moving him to? Let's have a look at the traded in and see if people are bringing in another bottom price cheapie. But um, I'd be holding him personally just to... S- Give him a chance. All he needs is a try, try or two, and then he's up and away. Uh, number six on the list is Nathan Cleary. Uh, why didn't you do it last week if you were going to do it? People are going Nathan Cleary to Hines, aren't they? Well, Nathan Cleary um, this week, he's got a big BE, yes. Um, it is 161, so safe to say it's probably going to be a loss of money for him. Let's say he... 
what are we saying? Let's say he gets an 80, he's still going to lose 60,000, 70,000, isn't he? So people are going to probably aim to get him back in through their other half, maybe, um, once he's lost a bit of money. But I'm, I'm just going to hold him. And the money that he loses doesn't make a difference to me. I'm going to be at Heinz and Cleary this week. So I'm just going to hold both of them for the rest of the year. Yes, in round 13, they're both on the buy, and I'll have to cop an AE, but... Just locking those two out-and-out guns in makes me feel happy. Um, But I understand why people are doing it. I mean... Nathan is just the kind of bloke. He, I, I feel it in my waters that he's going to come back after that rest and he's going to absolutely, he's going to brain it. I know it's an away game, actually. It's at Combank, so it's not the same as a home game for Penrith. I think you'd be a lot more confident holding him if it was a Penrith um, Park game, but it's just so cleary. When 3,000 people are trading him out, he's just going to ton up. So, you know, if he scores 100, uh, you know, it's not so much money lost at all. But I understand that people are doing it. I was contemplating selling Cleary to um, to Hines and then getting Sam Walker, you know, let Cleary lose his money and then get Sam Walker back to Cleary. But I just, because Sam Walker didn't make his BE, I just thought I'd do do this way. Um, number seven on the list is Christian Welsh. Um, it was really odd last week that he played 33 minutes and people are moving him on um look he's been okay without being fantastic you know if i um if i like pumped out an extra boost this week if i used the boost which i wasn't planning on doing um i could sell christian welch and maybe sell him up to garrick or something i think with the money i have but i don't know if i'm going to do it look it's it was a 67 and a 51 uh which is you know it's good it's it's good enough isn't it so I think that people are just looking at last week's game. It was 33 minutes. In the first game, he played 57 minutes. In the second game, he played 62 minutes. His PPM was the same uh, in this game at at Seabus. It was 35 degrees in Brisbane and and the Gold Coast and 38 in the stadium. So, um, look, it was just trying conditions, and I reckon that's why he did less minutes this um, last week. And I don't think you should panic. You know, I really don't. He's got to break even at 65, and I reckon he'll probably score about that. He'll probably just make his B this week. Um, look, if you wanted to get yourself up to a Haas or one of these real premiums, I guess, um, you know, it makes sense, I guess. But I, I just reckon everyone panics when they see a small score like last week's one and, you know, the concerning minutes. But I just don't think that's going to be the case. It's not like he's going to be playing those minutes permanently. Number eight on the list is Tanner Boyd, 2.7%. Get rid of him. Um, look, he has been a bust, hasn't he? He lost money. We were saying he should... Oh, well, I'm guilty. He's charged. I thought that he'd be a lot better. I thought he'd average around 50, 60. Um, but he's just been a bit under that, hasn't he? His average is 35. Um, and I reckon you just move him on. Um, there's got to be better options for you than him. His break-even's 43, which... Well, that'd be, you know, his second best score of the year if he did it. Um, you know, so I, I don't have a problem with that one. Number nine on the list, Kalen Ponga. We, I guess those people were hot waiting to see if he was named. Um, and it, we've got it in, you know, indefinite. We don't know. Uh, it could be a long, long time. And I reckon you move him on because um, there's no point holding him. Number 10 on the list is, uh, list is Suali'i. He was... A low score last week. I understand people probably wanting to get to Garrick and stuff like that. So uh, I'd be happy enough to move. He's break-even 61. He's gone 43-81-30. Uh, going into the Parramatta Eels, the Melbourne Storm, the Sharks. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. Uh, I just, I wouldn't have gone Suwali to start the year. He was good last year because he was a bottom price cheapie. Um, and he just wasn't for me, I reckon, this year compared to some of the other ones that we could have gone. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna green light that. And the ones that I think are iffy in there, Dewey, I understand that it was bad last week. It is a big break even this week. Uh, but I, I'm just going to get a look at him. He's playing fullback. I mean, maybe maybe you take to it like a duck to water. I just, it's like, what. Well, in the six, yeah, that's a good position for him as well. But there's, it's not like it's. It, if anything, it'll be better for him in the in the one. Um, so, you know, I, I am concerned about his attitude, and I am concerned about the foot or the toe. So I will probably just, if he goes out and has a bludger this week, I'll take a loss in cash, won't I? Because um, he's not on the. Is he? Do I want to? No, no, I'm not going to move him. Um, I'm going to see how he plays at fullback um, this week. Uh, looking at the tra- most traded in, number one on the list is Reese Walsh. Everybody's having a piece of Reese. 13.7%. So that marries up with the Teddies, doesn't it? Teddies 11.1. And Reese Walsh is uh, 13.7. 14,000 people bringing him in. I went a week early. But his break even is minus 32. He's up against the Dolphins. It's at Suncorp. I don't mind it. Um, he started with a 105 and a 95. So all the mathematics of it makes sense. I'm just going to warn you that it was zero at halftime. I know what it finished on. And I was very happy about that. But he has got a low one in him um and isn't that just super coach eh? well you'll all bring him in and he'll get a 30 you'll still make money but you'll just be like oh great they'll get the lowest score by a long way um and that's just always the way isn't it um number two on the list is josh schuster he looked pretty good for me for a game um back after a long layoff and i one of the things i would be contemplating doing if i was doing a boost this week is a Dewey down to Schuster, and it would have allowed me to bring in a Garrick. Um, I don't think he's going to be good. I think he'll probably average around that 60. I can see him getting 60s, 70s most most weeks, 60, maybe 50, 60, 70s. It'll be something like that. Um, and I thought he looked good. So, yeah, you're going a week early. Um, I think it's a good buy. Um, I think he'll probably be the most traded in player next week, most likely. Um, the people are going a week early, um, and I don't hate it because it's allowing you... People are probably getting sick of Dewey, 7.5%, and they're trading in um, Schuster. Number three on the list is Payne Hass, 6.8%. People are getting rid of Cotter, probably going up to Hass. He's not too expensive. He made 30k last week. Well, he's nearly 700. That's expensive enough. But his break-even is 53. Hass has been good. 79, 65, 92. That's good. I mean, he's the bad game being a 65, you'll take it, eh? Um, the minutes have been 65, 65, and 59. So basically 60-plus uh, as an average of minutes. And I reckon it's a good buy. I would love to have him. I went with Tohu, um, but I, I agree with it. Go Hass. Um, number four on the list is Tommy Turbo. People didn't have Tommy Turbo. So they've gone with Tommy Turbo. He's got a minus 25 break even. He started the year with a 97 and a 103. So, you know, um, if I didn't have uh, Tommy Turbo at all, I'd be getting him before I'd be getting Reese Walsh. It's the same sort of equation. And I think we we'll, I don't think Tommy Turbo's got the low ones in him like Reese Walsh has. I think you potentially could want to hold um, Tommy Turbo for the whole year. Whereas that may not be the case with Reese Walsh. They're about the same sort of money as well. Number five on the list is Nico Hines, $902,000. It's a pretty penny. It's a large portion of your um, salary. You know, in my case, I'm trading out a Sam Walker who's worth 
600. So I've got to find 300K to get up to Nico. But I'm doing it um, because I want him. Yeah, he could start slow. Yeah, he could re-injure. Um, maybe he just starts milder. But I'm not willing to tempt fate. So I'm bringing him in. Um, so it's 5.2% of people. Number six on the list is Jacob Preston. He's been very good. Um, he went up 100,000, which is pretty handy. Yeah, look, and that's a pity that you didn't have him before then. Um, but people are, are grabbing him now. He's still, that's that's a really good way to think of things because he still um, has a minus 62 break even. So it's still a good move this week. Forget about what he made last week. A bloke who costs 300,000 who's got a minus 62 break even playing the New Zealand Warriors and his recent scores are an 84 at a 69. So it, it absolutely makes sense to grab him. And I'm going to green light it. Number seven on the list surprises me a bit. Adam Reynolds. Um, he's got a break even of 45. He's got a f- 104. It was a 63 and a 50 before that. Uh, look, I don't know. I just don't know if I support it. Um, 657,000. So if you're grabbing a Reynolds, you're not owning Hines and, and Cleary, obviously. Um, I just, I don't know if I, I can get around. I mean, look, he's... Those scores are okay, and then there was a ton on the button last week, wasn't it? So I feel like it's a bit of chasing points because if I'm not looking at that one, uh, I'm looking at the 63 and 50. I just don't think that's enough in the halfback to compete with the big boys, so I'd be giving it a skip. Number eight on the list is Harry Grant. Oh, you're a wizard, Harry. You've got to get him in. Um, it's been a 91, a 74, and a 105. I don't need to say anything else about it. Playing the West Tigers this week, I think he's probably the safe, easy captain. You know, um, or you could vice him, but I just don't think he's got the ceiling. Um, but he's he's capitable. And he's, I reckon he could turn up again this week. I support it. Um, Torrell Sloan is number nine on the list. 3.3% are going on him. He's got a, mi- a minus 41 break even. He's actually been okay. Yes, he relies on a bit of attack, but it's been a 78 and a 53. I think he could have a low one in him. I'd hate to... I mean, look, I don't know if I'd recommend playing him against the Sharks, put it that way. But as a transactional um, move, it's a nice negative break even. And he's done well. He's As far as a cheap he's gone, maybe people are getting rid of um, Warbrick and grabbing a Sloan. They've got a little bit extra in their kitty, and they're grabbing him. Uh, number 10 on the list is Ruben Garrick. I love Ruben. Uh, he has started the year with a 110 and an 82. I don't care that he's up against Souths. He, he averages... Um, you know, well, he averages 40 against them, which is a reason to, to worry. But when Tommy Turbo is in the team, I think that Ruben Garrick is is a, is a great play, play to have for Supercoach. So, um, look, I think everyone thinks he's the Lord and Saviour. And, you know, he is going to get you 100 every game. That's not going to be the case. Um, they've got Penrith and Melbourne in and South, three out of their next four games. They've been good, the and, I, and I've tipped Garrick to be the top averaging um, center winger, so I want him in my team. I just don't know if I want to sell um, Val or Tor or, or Karaz to get him. I'd, I would like to add him in as a piece if I can uh, to strengthen up my center wing. I just don't know if I want to sell a, another sort of 65-70 sort of averaging player to, to go to him because I think that that's what his average is going to probably be. Um, he is off to a hot start. Um, break even is 33. So I think if he just goes out and does his normal fare, he's probably going to have that covered this week. Um, you know, what's he going to get? He's going to go out and score a, I don't know, a 70. He's probably going to go up 30K. 
So you'll be 770k next week. So people are probably just jumping and moving uh, on him now. I don't think he's going to fluctuate too much. So I don't think he's going to drop too much below 700. And I think he'll probably get up to about just under 800 or whatever. And then he'll stay in that sort of zone. So I hope to grab him at some stage in the year. Um, and, you know, if I if I did a boost, if I did back-to-back boost, I'm trying to not be so um, boosty. Um, but... Getting Ruben in and pumping up that center wing is very tempting, isn't it? So um, I understand it. Um, look, the only ones on there that are odd to me are um, Adam Reynolds, probably. Um, just because I reckon, uh, you know, if people are getting rid of like Sam Walker or whatever, I think you just get money somewhere else to pump it in and get him up to one of these Heinz ones. Or people just going down to A-Ray for a week, missing, you know, playing that roulette where, where you, if you get rid of Cleary this week because he's going to lose money. I just don't know if I'd, you know, yeah, it's like, what's it going to get you? You know, Cleary's going to lose 70K, 100, or up to 100K. I just, you know, you've got to price a trade at 100K. So I just don't know if I'd trade down to Reynolds to try to trade back up to Cleary. I just just sit there and hold the, the loss on Cleary and hold him for the whole year. That's probably what my plan is. Um, anyway... That's my two cents on the um, traded in and out. Let's move on to the next. He's a must-have. Must-have is a tough one this week. I mean, most people would say, oh, Hines. No, but he's not. He cost an absolute fortune. He's coming back off um, a calf injury. Hasn't played any football for a, for a number of weeks. So I don't think he is the must-have. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think Preston and probably Walsh seem like the ones to me that are closest to a must-have this week because there's big negative break-evens. And if you're going to go for them, you go for them now. Um, Even just with Teddy with a big 100 or whatever break-even and Walsh with the big negative one, you could just make the money on Walsh this week and then get him straight back to Teddy. And the money that you you saved, you know, is you can use elsewhere in your team. So I think that's probably the ones that I would be looking at um, as a a close to a must-have, you know. Um, And look... Harry Grant, <laughs> you know, if you haven't got a Harry Grant, I think these teams go with the old Marnies or um, Wade Egan's or the Cheese. <laughs> Just find some cash and get it up to Harry. I know he only made 20K, so he's pretty much what he started. Um, and he's just such a prolific scorer. And, you know, he doesn't normally get hundreds, but he got 100 last week. And outside of that, it's 80s, you know, like he's and 90s. He's just such a weapon for scoring. Uh, and he stands and delivers. So I, I'd probably say they're probably the closest ones for me. Antipod. Antipod. Um, look, I don't think there's too much in there that I would antipod. Um, look, I'm not going to probably grab Sloan. You know, this is the week to do it with a nice negative break even. Uh, I do have a Warbrick and I have a Khan Pereira. But this week, I want Hines. I mean, and I'm, I'm going to prioritize about around one of these ceiling guys. And that's the reason I'm probably going to antipod a Sloan. Just because I don't know if I... I want to do move my cheapies on to somebody who potentially... I could hold, you know, not that I can guarantee that I will hold them because they may not, they might be just the second rung up to my eventual one. But I definitely know that um, Sloan's going to have some bad ones in him. And, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to play him. Um, So, yeah, it is probably just a financial move in there. And it is people that are probably having a plan for another trade as well. So, 
you know, I'm just going to probably skip it at the moment because I'd have to do it this week for it to be a good financial move and I'm not willing to do that. He's a myth. Look, uh, on the myth front, um, I'm not going to say it's a myth, um, but I, I just don't get the Adam Reynolds move. It just seems to me like, um, you know, just a lot. Well, look, the average is 70, all right? The average is 72.3, but, you know, it was pumped up with that 104 last week. 60 and 53 is sort of, I'm looking at those ones. Um, last week, 104 against St. George Dragons is very good, um, but it was a 63 and a 50 before that. Um, look, They've got the Dolphins, the West Tigers, the Canberra Raiders, the Gold Coast Titans. Maybe people are sort of um, looking at the draw and, you know, taking a punt that he's going to score well against those teams. Yeah, I mean, look, is it a myth? I don't think it's a myth. But I, I reckon um, in the halfback, I just don't believe played funny buggers. You know, I had Sam Walker while I – and he was the next best I thought on the list probably, you know, when uh, Hines was out. Uh, and Sam Walker's on the bye, Hines is back, so I'm straight back up to Hines. That's just how I see it. But, um, look, I just feel like, well, I mean, look, Reynolds could outscore Hines this week, and, you know, I'll, you all you Reynolds people look like a bloody genius, won't you? So, you know, but I'm calling it. I reckon it's a myth. I don't reckon he's a premium um, halfback. I don't reckon he can compete with the big boys. Um, so there it is. That's Ado's opinion. Uh, moving on, let's go to um, my trades and VCs. Look, Sam Walker did not make money, so unfortunately I can't um, do it all in one trade. I've got like 200 and something K. I was thinking about tr- dropping um, Jackson Ford down to um, Schuster. Still didn't have enough money. Um, would I cull Uitikamano, who's still got a bit of money to make, if I got him down via Jules to Schuster? Um, I think I'm under what I need as well. So I'm having to cut the cheese. Um, I'm going to go cheese to Sonny Luke. I reckon they'll probably average about the same, to be honest. Um, 40-something is the average for Sonny Luke. I don't know if I, how confident I'm going to play him. I didn't play Cheese last week either um, because I just have no faith. But he, I, you know, look, last week I could have sold the Cheese and I held him. Um, but this week, in order to get Hines, I had to make a trade and I wasn't really fussed on who my second hooker is. You know, I was just holding Cheese because I could um, last week and I can't hold him this week because he's on a buy and I need the cash to be able to get uh, Sam Walker up to Hines. I am going to have 130-odd K left in the bank um, after that move, which will come in handy next week, I think. So I feel okay about that. I could do... um, you know, I could do a Dewey down to Schuster, you know, or um, and I don't have enough money for Garrick next week or something. Um, but I don't know if I want to pull. Or maybe I'll pull the trigger on that next week after I have a look at Dewey. Um, I'm going to give him another week. Um, so it's going to be the two trades. It's going to be Cheese down to Sonny Luke, and it's going to be Sam Walker up to Hines for me. When it comes to VCs and Cs, I think I'm going to be pretty boring. I'm going to probably go um, Cleary as my ceiling bloke um, because I want to get Harry Grant again as the captain. If you were bringing in Munster, I mean, is he on the most traded in Munster? No. But, I mean, if you were bringing in a Munster or you own a Munster, I reckon he's captainable in this um, game, even if you, well, maybe not um, meanie. Um, But I'm going to go Harry Grant. He's averaging 90. Um, I'm going to go him as the captain. He's a nice, safe captain who I think will score 80, 90 
possibly 100. Um, and the VC on Cleary because they're the first game up. Yeah, it's an away game and, and it's against the Parrot Eels. They're getting a, a few troops back in Maddo, you know, sort of level. Um, but, you know, I don't want to VC, um, you know, a, a Storm. Uh, and who else would I like to VC? I don't think Vels seems like he's got a ceiling. For feeder away, I don't know if I like. Um, Tommy Turbo away, I don't know if I want to do him away. If I own Luttrell, I could probably get around a Luttrell um, or a Murray. Murray was, has been down, hasn't he? But you could get around a Trell, Captain, if you wanted to go VC in Harry, you know, or VC on, uh, you know, someone in those earlier games into a, into a Trell. I think he's due for a big one, personally. Um, I saw people captaining Karaz last week. I don't know if I'd do that away against the New Zealand Warriors. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are bringing in Hines, and that's a pretty nice matchup there against the Dragons. But you would be a brave a brave man or woman to just take Nico Cold on his first game back. Um, but it's got a bit of swag about it, I'll tell you that much. Maybe you VC Harry into a, you know, into a... Um, Captain Hines, I don't know. If that's, that's what you want to do. You can do it. Uh, all right. Well, that's pretty much it for the um, pod. Oh, what are, they want some bold calls. Ado wants some bold calls. Here's my three bold calls for the round. I'm going to say that Reese Walsh tons up for those 13.7% of people that bring him in. You're not going to have a heart attack that he's going to be um, on nothing at halftime. I reckon um, he's going to ton up this week. I don't know if it's going to be a big ton, but I think I'll say a ton. I'm also going to say that Val returns to his ceiling type scores. We're not going to see these 50s and 60s. We're going to see a ton from Val this week. Uh, And I'm going to say that Nico Hines does start okay, but I'm not going to say it's it's quiet. I'm going to say he gets at least 70 points this week in his return game. Are they big? They're not bold. None of those are bold. Maybe Val is bold, but I'm going to say Reese Walsh, you know, going to turn up, whatever. They're bold enough. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Um, good luck this week in Supercoach. Um, I want some green arrows. I'm sure you all want some green arrows too. Um, it's hard. It's a hard old year. I just keep going okay, but not enough, you know, to you know move up the ladder too much, which is giving me the sads. But anyway, we'll just keep chugging on and see how we go. Thanks for listening. Super coach by Adriana Soros.